entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio. Your real talk station. 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Check out SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support The Green Room. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone, welcome to the program. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. I'm the host of The Green Room, Sean Green, and I want to thank uh, my buddy Cornell Reed for sitting in. Thanks You're for coming welcome. in, Cornell. You're welcome. And uh, we actually have two surprise guests. They were hanging out in the last show, and they were uh, generous to... Uh, sit through on this next, uh, you know, come in and hang out uh, from Upright Citizens Brigade, a million other things. I'd like to welcome Ian Roberts and Matt Walsh. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks Hello. For having Thank us. you for having us. Now, That's let me nice. ask you this. So this is all airing live. So if someone just listens to this channel, they're like, geez, these guys, these guys. <laughs> it's like a telethon for Matt and Ian. Right, exactly. Like, like will rats. not leave. You can't get rid of them. We won't get out there until we raise a million dollars for ourselves. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Now, speaking of, uh, speaking of raising money, I heard you uh, um, on Corolla podcast talking about um, the Upright Citizens Brigade. You guys are recently, or I mean, it's coming up that you're going to release your own movie through iTunes. Yeah, yeah. it's actually uh, March 8th. Is that tomorrow? March 8th? No, is it? No, tomorrow's the 5th. Monday? Monday. Okay, Monday we don't then. even yeah. know. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, Wild Girls Gone. It's a Sunday. movie we uh, shot a few years ago and finally got it all finished out like recently. And uh, it's about uh, Ian's like an aspiring documentary filmmaker. Matt Besser's a troublemaker, convinces them they need to make a Wild Girls Gone video uh, or documentary. Uh, I play the mayor, and Amy Poehler plays my wife, who's a former, like, ass queen, who's like a, a, spring, a, spring <laughs> a former ass queen. We, we butt up against Matt because Matt is running for mayor yeah. on the platform of shutting down spring break. Right. Yeah, okay. So. I get it. So like a parody of almost, of like a Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. So you're taking on, you're taking on the Joe Francis of the... Yeah, exactly. They're, uh, I have a, a moral platform. I'm trying to clean up the town. And uh, who else? Dave Keckner's in it. Andy Daly's in it. Uh, Jimmy Dembo. Jimmy Dembo. Kate Flannery from The Office. Nice, uh, man. Sounds exciting. Now, yeah. now this was something um, that it took you, like, how long did it take you to shoot? This is something totally independently shoot financed. Shoot took hardly any time. We've been shooting it on released. and off for about five years. We shot the lion's share of it about five years ago, and then we had to do some pickups. But we had a lot of... But total days of shooting, although it was very spread out. Yeah. Very... Yeah. I don't know how long, how many days. Talk to the producer. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We, well, were, we were high through the whole thing. They just, they'd just wake us up. We'd roll out of our trailer. Roll out of bed. Yeah. yeah. No, so now, how did you guys uh, How did you guys first get together? How did you first uh, meet? Did you meet doing improv? Uh, yeah, in Chicago. That's the, the common denominator is Improv Olympic. We all train. So you guys were both coming out of uh, Improv Olympic in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now, now is that where you guys formed Upright Citizens Brigade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that created from you know the people you met in uh, Chicago? Yeah. It was yep. kind of a rotating cast. Ian, myself, people like McKay, Besser, obviously was always there. Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands. And then in '96, it Neil was Flynn did a little. Neil stint. Flynn. Rich Fulcher. Rich Fulcher. Yeah. Ali Farinakian. Now, what what created the idea? Like, what was the impetus? All right, we got to start a theater. 
when did you guys decide that you know from doing? Well, I imagine that was in uh, we had the TV show. We're in New York. We we're moved doing, to New York in '96 with yeah. a suitcase and a dream. Got a TV yeah. show. One yeah. suitcase. One suitcase. <laughs> yeah. It was a between the truck. four of them. Uh, More yeah. of a steamer truck. And the thing oh, okay. was, Amy got the packet, so we were all all us guys, and his name it was, was all short, lip gloss. Wearing, yeah, we <laughs> brought like two years worth of lip gloss. Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to make that into clothes. It was like it was like being a person on an island. Yeah. You know, was just trying with to survive on this lip gloss, and you know. Well, now with all these flavors of lip gloss, they got root beer flavored lip gloss, Dr. Paper. Yeah, but there's no nutrients in it. I found out I was dying of malnutrition. No, no, really. I would make lip gloss soup, and I was like, (laughs) bags under my eyes. It was really sickening. Yeah. But so what happened was we were at this place called Solo Arts. We're doing uh, a couple shows there ourselves, and then a bunch of people are doing shows there because we're doing shows there, and we're renting lots of class space from them. We did the math. We were paying their rent. Right, so exactly. We were so paying the rent, and we didn't have our name on the theater, so we went and got our own theater. Yeah, nice. Now, so so you start, you got the TV show before you started the theater. Yes. Yeah, which is not to say we weren't uh, sta- you know, doing everything on stage before we got the TV show. We just didn't have our own theater. Yeah. You know, we had been doing at the in New York. We came to New York. We came to New York with two scripted shows. Did them in two separate theaters. Did an improv show at a bar. And went every um, Monday night to a place called Luna, which was the show called Eating It, which was like the big alternative. Show. That was like the big, uh, the big place to do. Yeah, people like Mark Marin were always there, and I don't know who mm-hmm. else, but everybody. Uh, the Sklar brothers. Slovin and Allen. Yeah, everybody that. Zach Galifianakis, people uh, like that. John Benjamin. John Benjamin. I got to say the Ass Penny skit in the. Uh, I forget if it's season one of. The, it is season right, one. That's possibly one of the funniest uh, skits of all time. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not. Uh, I don't think I'm I'm overstating that. Like the premise, how does a premise like that come around? Do you guys just sit in a room and pitch ideas? Is it based <laughs> off um, like okay, we had a good run in this improv uh, scene, let's let's take it from there. How does how does it go from doing the live show to uh, you know the sketch show on television? It, it depends. Like a lot of it, stuff came out of improv. Some stuff we just brought in. Uh, in the case of Ass Pennies, it was a joke between my wife and myself. Which was so uh, how how that come about? How'd the joke first start? <laughs> I was doing a pl- I was doing a play with her, an improvised play, and a bit came out in the play where uh, I would have a drinking contest with a guy where one of these thirty shots of liquor had poison in it, and you'd know you drank the poison one because there'd be a penny at the bottom. And so this guy was always the guy that was going to get poisoned in the play, so he'd drink it, and the, we had a penny in that one. So that was the and that I was said the to him, I said, oh, I should tell you, I got this uncle, you know, he sticks thirty pennies. <laughs> Up his ass every day. And, you think you're better yeah. than me? Yeah. You've had something that's bit in my ass. So that's where that 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 just built from that one joke to this guy saying, you know, every time you do that, I, there's a pretty fair chance that's been in my uncle's ass to this making it a guy who's. Uh, now, when did you guys? Uh, so uh, the uh, New York theater that was the first one, and then I feel like uh, maybe four years ago. When did the L.A. theaters first open? That sounds about right. Four years ago. By that time, Ian. Yeah, because I came to my son's five and. We came to town when he was four four months old. Yeah, uh, after that. Besser was out here first for a couple of years, and then Ian and I arrived at about the same time. And it was basically kind of the same theory. We had we had been teaching classes, and we kind of wanted a clubhouse, and we knew we could put up enough shows with people we knew. And then it just exploded. Like there's so many talented yeah, there, people there, in LA. There's just enough for responsibility. Time. Yeah. For us, that it's nice to have a few guys. Yeah. So you never, you guys never feel like the man, like, oh man, this is a corporate gig. I, we got to make sure the theater's profitable. No. You feel we, any we sort of real responsibility? No, no, we don't do that. The whole, the whole, <laughs> the whole, and the whole thing of the theater too. The theater is no kind of big money maker. We've always been of the opinion we'd rather have more people come, and you know, have a hundred yeah. people and make 
fifty bucks than have fifty people come and make a hundred bucks. You know, yeah. so we always keep the prices. Yeah, tickets low. are like five. Yeah, I mean, bucks, most yeah. of the shows there, it's like five bucks or yeah. free or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, a, I mean, it's a very cool thing we keep up. We don't charge anyone to rent the theater, and in return, you can't make money at our theater. But then, <laughs> no, but it's, then the less. Yeah, thing, no, I mean the, that the, makes sense. So basically, the really big shows that do well subsidize the smaller shows, let them build. They become the bigger shows, maybe, or they don't. And so it's kind of what we wished we would have had. We came to New York because we would have to rent a theater, yeah. and maybe we get four people to come, and we go, oh, crap, that means we got to put up 160 bucks or whatever the remainder is. Of right, yeah. you got to pay a lighting guy on top of that. It's like a nightmare. I know I know. it's like the same type of thing with stand-up. It's like you want to you want a venue where you can go and work on your craft and do a show and then not have to worry about the overhead or you know selling out a certain number Bring of tickets. Bringing 15 people. Right, to, right. and yeah. especially in L.A. or New York. I mean, I don't know how the New York scene as well, but in L.A., there's so much pressure already like you know to get people to come out to your show or something like that and they're getting you know invited already a million times to a million different shows yeah. it's it's a it's you know for someone who's not been in la like you don't realize how tough the competition just to get an audience is yeah so i think you guys doing something like that kind of giving back to the improv community is really cool well, you know what it does too it's it's like a clearinghouse and you can depend on it so the name you're gonna get an audience. People will just say, "I'll check out what's right." No, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys, I mean, have, you know. Yeah, on any any given night, you're gonna have a good crowd of people who, and the audiences are pretty cool. So yeah, yeah so no, people, yeah, I mean, we, it's like we, a, we a want people to promote people. their shows, but it's a lot easier than if you're just doing it at some random theater, you know. Right. Hey, we we gotta we gotta get our plug in here. Yeah, well, yeah, that's uh. It's a big reason why we're having you guys on here. You guys have a pilot coming out called Players. Yeah. Or you know, it's a show coming out for Spike TV. Now, now give me the premise of Players. Uh, it's two brothers who own a sports bar in Phoenix, Arizona. It's, and uh, they're sort of like Felix and Oscar. I can't think of a contemporary uh, brothers, but they they don't get along. And uh, the cast is uh, Daniel Schneider, June Raphael, a kid named James Pumphrey, and this old guy Jack McGee, who's been every fireman and cop movie you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, awesome. you definitely recognize him yeah. if you saw him. Yeah, and uh, our first episode was Tuesday, and it'll be every Tuesday at 10.30. On and Spike. A, and it's Spike a, TV, Tuesday, 10.30. And it's a fully improvised show. We, we do outlines. We hammer out the stories. So kind of like a uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm that seems to be... If we if we should be so lucky, yeah. I right. Mean, that's a very funny show. But yeah, that's basically the structure. Yeah. Now, how does that... Okay, so you, you create the outline for the episode. Now, are you are you writing the episodes? Yeah. Or, I mean, are you guys coming up with the, the bullet points? We're all in the yeah. Writer's Guild, so we're not actually writing them but we out we, we provide an outline together yeah. for, these, for these shows oh my god right you don't I've want the guild coming down every and... interview Ian oh boy I don't wanna, <laughs> I'm not in the guild I'm not in the guild so Ian doesn't write anything all right yeah if Ian I, just looks at the paper if I've and... said that in any interview I apologize <laughs> Ian Roberts has not written word one in any of these episodes right he's a great executive producer though yeah <laughs> appreciate his uh, guidance on the project yeah. So now what? What? So it's just uh, these two brothers. They own the sports bar, and it's what a battle between and like how to run the sports bar. Yeah. A lot of it is he he gets a whim and he goes ahead and acts on it. And my guy would like to standardize everything and have this set way of doing things and have things be ordered and 
proper and regimented. And- well, sports bar owner does seem like the one job where, uh, you know, a guy who just kind of plays by his own rules and just like, fuck it, man, I'm going to open up a sports bar. After, you know, I love sports. I love drinking. I'm going to open up a sports bar. I can see where a guy could just throw himself into that. And, you know, maybe there's a chance it would work out. But I, I'd imagine a, a, a more regimented approach would probably be a better way yeah, to run a bar. Yeah, that's my guy, and he's the regimented so- guy. Somewhere between those two would be, like, I think together we would make a whole person. He's not right, and I'm not right. Right. They're, you they're can't have both. some nerdy bean counter. You need to yeah. you need to exude a little uh, machismo <laughs> to get a real sports yeah. bar going. Well, Matt actually, this is based on experience Matt had. Yeah, I worked in a sports bar for like five years. Really? So, what yeah. uh, what part of the country? Uh, outside of Chicago in a town called Westmont. All right, nice. Yeah. Are you a big uh, Chicago sports fan? Uh, I'm a Bears fan first. Nice. All right, Cornell uh, is a huge well. Bears fan as yeah. well. Check well, out BearDownPodcast.com. I will. New podcast. And then uh, Sox fan second. And of course, Red Sox. White, White Sox. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say. The um, other Sox. <laughs> I was, uh, are, you, are you a Boston guy? No, I'm, a, I'm originally from uh, outside Philadelphia okay. and uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Die, diehard uh, Eagles fan and stuff. But I actually, growing up, I was uh, I used to live in Denver. And I remember we used to get WGN. And I was yeah. like the biggest Cubs Frank fan? Thomas, uh, oh. you know. I just Rob loved Ventura. it. Yeah, exactly. Joey Cora. I can name like wow. the entire 93. <laughs> Uh, lineup. Ozzie so what, you got a, a Chicago channel, was it? Well, yeah, WGN. in WGN, it was like TBS, where it's a cable station. So this was before the Denver had the Rockies. So I used uh-huh. to watch the White Sox all the time, and I just remember I loved that announcer. Like, you can put it on the board, yes. Like, and <laughs> well, that, was, that was my childhood. We collecting. got something like that with my, my hometown, WOR broadcast out of there. And so all of America sees this channel, channel it's channel nine where I was. You know, those before there was cable, we could get two, four, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen, and then UHF. And nine was one of them and that so everyone knows Sea Caucus. Wow. I mean Yeah, no, it's like the same thing like Atlanta, you know, TBS, yeah. the Braves games. Uh-huh. You know, they were super popular back in the early days. Yeah, it was um, a super station. Yeah. Superstation, and we got a super show coming out. Uh, so your oh, first episode. Oh boy! Boo. Great transition. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, I really polarized show. them with that. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here in front of the mic, and we've got um, Mike Dicker from the. I'm walking off this goddamn show. You don't introduce me like that, you little son of a bitch. Sorry, I don't. I don't want to associate you guys with a crappy TBS programming. You're on a much better network, Spike Television. Coming out Tuesday. Speak your spike. You really spiked the ball in that first episode. Hey, hey, you guys. I know you're in the guild, but feel free to use that. <laughs> I always love that when someone tells you, "Feel free to use that." Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, uh, I wasn't. There's a reason I didn't have my notepad out when you threw out that anecdote, Andrew. <laughs> I've done the opposite. I've called people up that have told me a story and say, because you know, a lot of people tell me stories. They are in the entertainment industry, so you got to. Hey, would you mind? I'd this. I'd love to put this thing in a movie. Is that? And that's sometimes like, no, no. I think I might use that. <laughs> but, you know, a, you that check. is a weird conversation. Or if you're hanging out with comedians, like riffing, and then you know you get into something like, oh yeah, Donny Osmond is like that. And you're like, hey, wait, who thought of that joke first? <laughs> oh yeah, sometimes you do wonder. Like you kind of like, was that me? I think. I, you ever have that where you tell a story and you honestly can't remember if this happened to you right, or it yeah. happened. And because and and whenever that happens, I say it first because I or I have this. I tell someone something and they're the ones that told me. That's very common oh, for yeah. me. Yeah. Hey, I heard. Or no, worse than that is I read. 
So someone told you, they told you, and then you tell them back two days later, I read somewhere. No, you didn't read that. I told you that. If you say you read something, it almost comes off like you're trying to be smart. I had a roommate. Hey, look at this guy who's reading over here. Yeah. (laughs) Who are you trying to impress? But I simply can't remember if I saw something on TV, someone told me, or I read it. Or sometimes I have a I have a wow. voice that hovers about a foot outside my head. <laughs> right, tells so me things. You just you get information in. Yeah, and it, well, it tells me that people are talking effort. about me and that I need to stockpile weapons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looks like we got a call here. If you guys uh, don't mind, Woo-hoo! I love it. All right, caller, you're on the green room. Yeah, on the green room. What's up? It's uh, Casey, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, okay, wow. Casey. Uh, yeah, actually, we were um, we were gonna we're gonna be getting into your roast stuff uh, later. Casey's actually an improviser over at UCB. He's on the UCB oh. team. We're actually uh, uh, Matt Walsh and Ian Roberts are actually uh, sitting in. They decide they uh, decide to hang out for a little bit. Uh, so uh, Casey, you're when did you uh, start uh, improvising with UCB? Uh, I started. I was a stand-up actually, and then. Uh, I was just trying to to get some more stage time, so I took classes there in like 2007. I, I hadn't done any improv before, but uh, but I got into it now and I kind of fell for it. Fell in love with it. Awesome. Do you, Casey, this is bad because I should know this, but don't I don't know anybody's name. Uh, do you still perform oh. with us, Casey? Yeah, yeah, I'm on one of the Herald teams now, one of the new ones. That wow. You put What's together, the team so. name? What's your team name? Uh, Delicatessen. Okay, I like that. Name. I like yeah, the Straight name's up. okay. Yeah, you're not you trying to be you too try funny. To be that's clever. That's sign. the best yeah. way. That is that is that is annoying when they try a little too hard with the improv name or a little it's, too too crazy. My improv team was the family, Matt. Yours before my UCB. first uh, team was uh, Stop It Gracie. Stop It Gracie. Now that's a, you should explain that one. That's a very funny name. That's because we uh, there was a dog at the theater, and every time you did a scene where people got physical, the dog would run and bite your leg. <laughs> and the owner of the theater would say, "Stop it, Gracie." We've had a similar problem. We do a uh, we do a live stand-up show at our house in a garage, and uh, you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes people come over and they bring dogs. And I remember we were taping a set, and uh, my buddy's dog just ends up running up while Cornell's on stage and humping him the entire time while he's trying <laughs> yeah, to get through. It's his... happened multiple times. <laughs> you know what? Now, and if you write it in, that dog will sit there and watch you. Yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. If you decide you got a bit that depends on that, he won't go anywhere near your leg. Oh, it was an easy out, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. So, so, Casey, what else, buddy? <laughs> so, Casey, oh, you... Oh, man, no. I was just caught. I figured I couldn't time this right, and it sounds like I didn't. But, uh, yeah, just going <laughs> to talk before you guys did the roast thing. Yeah, well, what we'll we're going to get, get into later that uh, Kate, we roasted Casey... Uh, he actually moved out of our house, so he decided. Well, he's not going to accomplish anything. So moving out, that's a perfect time to roast him. And I got some, I got some <laughs> clips that will be uh, playing in the second half of the show. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, Casey yeah. also he's got a uh, his sketch group Cream. They have a show at the UCB. Uh, I think it's this Monday at 6:30, right, Casey? Yeah, that's right. Monday 6:30, five bucks. And uh, also we do Crash Bar Improv every Thursday. Uh, feel free to come out if people are uh, listening to this as well. Good. All right. Good well, news. thanks for calling in, Casey. Appreciate it. That's All kind right. of fun. Yeah. Coincidentally, later. Go goodbye. Coincidentally, someone called in that was going to be on this show who happens to be involved with our theater. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, from stand up and uh, just you know meeting people. You know, UCB seems to be now. You know, when I first got here, it was like, okay, Groundlings. That's kind of the destination place for actors. And now it's like it seems to be UCB has taken over for. Okay, you want to be a comedic actor, you know, start out here at UCB. Well, UCB is also known as the stake in the heart of uh, 
Grumley? Of Grumley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, do you guys, no. Now, do you I feel guess. any guilty? Uh, do you feel guilty no, for there's putting room. Groundlings out of business? I think they have a different approach, and I think they'll survive just Different, fine. much shittier approach. In your mind. No, no he's nodding his head anybody, up and down. Anybody else? He's really, he's really sticking it to him. I see an improv turf war coming I about. I can tell you. If, <laughs> things could get ugly, yeah. guys. I can, Coast, I, can, I can imagine if, if I ever thought that I would really had been responsible for for their demise, I think I would be erect. Yeah. Erect? Yeah. I erect. <laughs> He'd be no, aroused. <laughs> He'd just be so turned on. He's like, one repertory down, three more to go. I got you in the crosshairs. Yeah. No, no. They, I... I, yeah, I don't think about that. I don't feel competitive. No, with, no. Uh, I, I mean, there's there's plenty of people coming out here that are looking full for, of dreams and want to live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, what's cool there's about, lots of people to take advantage of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're not great people came out of the Groundlings too. Yeah. A lot of great people. Yeah, there's, you're, you're not very competitive, but your boner is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help what happens vengeance. down there. I can't help biological response to stimulus. That I can't help. <laughs> but in my mind, I feel no malice. As you shouldn't. For some reason, my biology is excited by others' failure, but my my mind is pure. Hey, you're an alpha male, Ian. You don't need to tell us. I don't know how to. We've seen it. we've seen how you do it. It yeah. would be it would be biologically adaptive that after I killed my foe, if I was erect, it would then allow me to reproduce. So I could see I could defend. Well, not to get Freudian on you, but when you kill another man's person, <laughs> I was going to say kill another man's wife, but yeah, obviously you want to look to make love to his wife later. Well, right. I could. I, right. That would be a conundrum. Right? If I was just, you killed, if I was you killed just the wife and became erect, you'd have no recourse. Right? You'd, have <laughs> what you sex, you'd have to have sex with the man. Right. If you're not right. going to get aroused committing murder, then it's almost pointless at some point. Yeah. yeah. It would. It would be biologically adaptive. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, doubt I'm sure that you that had to kill be. the other male to get the female back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah. And so if for some sure. reason that made you become erect, you then would be ready instantly to reproduce before. Would she you though? Could, you could plant your seed. Before you die. Well, I think when you take Cialis, down. you get hallucinations of murder. That's how it works. <laughs> That's, right? how it works. Oh. It goes That's to the your only lizard brain. Goes oh. to your lizard brain oh. shows oh. you images of you murdering another <laughs> male you're competing except, with. Except it's all subconscious. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like they're gonna find 40 years after people have used this long term that people are all screwed up like Vietnam vets. They don't understand why. Traumatic yeah. 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 yeah, you thought Gulf War syndrome was bad. Wait till we get the Cialis research 40 years down the line. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you guys. Thank, thank you, you so Sean. much for sitting in. Thank Appreciate it. Huge fan us. of uh, UCB and oh, the Upright you. Citizens Brigade Theater, the show, the lifestyle. And uh, make sure you check out Players. Players, uh, Tuesdays, 10.30. Tuesdays, 10.30, Spike Television. Thank you very much, right, guys. I appreciate it. Thank okay, you. Bye now. What happens now? <laughs> a commercial? Oh, it's all right. I, I mean, uh, I'll just I'll just take it from here. But uh, okay. No, Adam, no, 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 I'm just wondering if we're still going. Are you still oh yeah, yeah, we're still going. Yeah, we're still going. You know, it's kind of in the moment. You guys know okay. about improv. Yes, yeah. and you're just gonna keep rolling. I'm pulling with the it. curtain back. <laughs> all right, thanks you guys. All right, no take problem, care, man. Matt. Wow. All right. What a thrill, Cornell. What a thrill. What we got a uh, thrill. Matt Walsh and Ian Roberts. I felt I felt you know remiss not to take advantage of that opportunity. You think I can sniff the seats? <laughs> Well, let's get into it. Now we got uh, now we got plenty of roast clips to get to. Casey uh, totally blew his timing, totally ruined it. Feel free to text Casey to call back in if he wants to talk about the roast. And uh, Adam Jacobs is also here. He's going to be sitting in, and we're going to be getting into it with the roast. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to call up, or if you... Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, he just left his Blackberry. You should go give it to him. All right, Cornell, so what was your take? Uh, let's do a little recap of the roast before we get into it. What was your take on the roast as a whole? 
it was a lot of fun, man. I, I, I really enjoy having shows like that where everyone on stage is just writing stuff right before, and so we all are kind of on just riffing off the top. And um, I don't think I got as br- bad, burned as bad as I was expecting, maybe. Well, yeah, I think it always it kind of goes in waves, or you know, some people like one one topic will really get a lot of attention, and then some topics won't get as much. Right. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you're gonna focus on Casey. That was the main guy we were roasted. But you know, we'll get right. a little shrapnel roast here and there. Yeah, and I I feel like I I just go into it with the mindset of I'm gonna be torn to pieces and break, right. You're all, you're thinking for you, you know, yeah, you're gonna deconstruct your soul and you're gonna be a, a mass of flesh yeah. and not be able to do anything. But in all reality, it's just jokes and it's not that bad. But <laughs> yeah. Cornell was talking about not getting roasted that bad. Our our, uh, our roast master was actually our roommate Ryan and he started it off the top with this uh, anti-Semitic gem. Cornell's he's, he's so dumb. He's <laughs> <laughs> I love how that's. I love how that was part of Ryan's joke. You're so dumb. <laughs> I know. He's the only Jew in Hollywood that's trying to un-Jew, uh, less Jewify his name. <laughs> no, seriously, he's, he's so dumb. He, he had this thing against German companies because of the Holocaust. Newsflash, Cornell, it didn't happen. <laughs> so I guess he's sticking it to you and the Holocaust there, but... Yeah, that was Ryan. Yeah, I don't know if he's thinking to the Holocaust more than right. I guess the the idea that the Holocaust happened, making a joke there, and uh, you know, part of the fun about the roast is besides that you just get to talk uh, shit on your buddies the entire time is that uh, you know we incorporate a couple guys who traditionally aren't stand-ups. Traditionally. Well, aren't stand-ups at all. Um, Our friend and Paul uh, Bill Roosh. I shouldn't have given his last name, but uh, our friend Bill, he uh, he he sat in on the roast and he was part of the dais. And here's a little uh, here's a little gem of uh, uh, Bill roasting Paul. Paul, another stand-up comedian we know. A lot of people were goofing on Paul for being a little feminine, so uh, that'll that'll set you up for this clip. Let's uh, start with the sassy diva of the dais, Paul Daggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul reminds me of Adam Jacobs running shoes. In the closet. <laughs> See, that's that's uh. As far as jokes, I love those the best, where you set up the premise by shitting on someone and then pay it off by also shitting on someone. It's, yep. a, it's a two for Tuesday as far as roast oh, jokes. Oh man, yeah, those are the perfect roast jokes, man. And of course, Adam is a kind of a fat guy, so that that's where that worked. And uh, here's here's Bill giving it to the um the star of the show. The person getting roasted, Casey. Personally, I have someone to blame for this. Logan, I think it's selfish. Here you are with all those chins. You can't spare one of them. That was that got that got oh, an applause. I about that one. That was hilarious. Poor that was uh, that was pretty awesome. That was. That was Bill uh, joking. Uh, you know, like we said, the two for Tuesday of setting up. Crapping on uh, Logan and then paying it off by, uh, you know, digging on Casey. Right, we got some more <laughs> clips here. We got uh, now. This is our buddy Ron. Ron's a stand-up, and this is uh, this is his take on roasting Casey Faye. Aren't you supposed to like accomplish something to be roasted? <laughs> <laughs> but did you do anything besides move to Franklin and Tap? <laughs> Came out of Sean Green's shadow to be here tonight. 
For those of you who don't know, Logan provides the color commentary on uh, Sean Green's radio show, The Green Room, yes. which would be a lot more impressive if anyone listened to it. Oh, man, burning the green room. Over I, the line, Ron. I, I, just, I just appreciated the shout-out. That's why I included it. <laughs> Adam, Adam, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming in. How does the shout-out help on your own show? Um, well, I feel like if people are listening to the show and they're like, The Green Room, huh? Wait, no one, no one listens to it. I mean, guys like Ron are shitting on it. I gotta do something. Then they'll post on their Facebook, Hey, make sure you check out this awesome radio show. So, That's uh, good thinking. That's good thinking. Right, it's a vicious cycle. And speaking of Adam, Adam... Uh-oh, Adam, this is Ron. This is Ron getting to you, Adam. Take a listen. Right. Hey, Adam Jacobs! You know what's funny? What? Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the audio peaked out there, but that was Ron asking Adam if he knew what funny was, and Adam goes, "What?" It's funny because when Adam answered that, he's like, "What?" He's trying to be defensive and like not get sucked into the joke because obviously he knew it was a trap. But Ron got you, man. It was he's good. Be it good. was good. It was good. Now our buddy Cornell here. Cornell, uh, this is his. This is him roasting our good buddy Casey. We all know Casey does improv, and I'm not talking about on stage. I'm talking. About- oh wait, sorry. I, I got to set this one up. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> this is this is where Cornell got a little personal. I guess the one time uh, they went to the beach and. You not know. they. I did not go to the beach. <laughs> right. Uh, I remember that day specifically. I asked. I was like, "Where's Cornell?" Oh, I don't, I don't know. He didn't wake up. Yeah, I get. They had made plans, Casey and Cornell, to go to the beach the following morning. But Casey just woke up and decided not to even wake Cornell out of his slumber or even mention that he was going to the beach. Um, and I'm not talking about on stage. I'm talking about when he's uh, shuffling for an excuse as to why he doesn't invite you to the <laughs> beach when all he had to do was wake you up. <laughs> and leaves without you. Waking you up like an asshole. <laughs> I like this joke just because it's just totally personal and it's just riffy. It's just angry about one incident that clearly you hadn't let go of. You know, everyone's got a different approach to, uh, but I, I like the vengeance for us. I, I appreciated that. I was, I'm still heated, yeah. Now this is this is where things got a little heated, Cornell, and got a little personal. And I got to say, obviously I have a thick skin, but I'm not gonna lie. These these next couple jokes, they hurt. They hurt. There's no other way to say it. There's been stuff so many times. You think it was Sean playing rec league basketball? <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to create a wall. Oh, was a throwaway. Much like when Sean tries to pass during rec league basketball. <laughs> <laughs> now that was. <laughs> that was they, sh- just so you guys know, these. These roast clips are recorded from first-person perspective, so occasionally you'll hear me yell or throw in something. Like in this joke, it was me saying, I try so hard. Cornell made fun of me of getting stuffed. Sorry if I'm a 5'9 center, Cornell. I'm trying my best, goddammit. I was just angry at what you did to our team chemistry. We're 0-4. We don't need to be shitting on each other. You guys need to build each other up. You gotta build each other up, not break each Right, and you think that's gonna help? Good luck luck getting the screen next game. You're only the center because you self-appointed yourself as the center. Don't act like we bullied you into that spot. Well, you I love like, mixing it up down there, man. I like being called big man. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, we also had a uh, rare time where we have a female performer at the Comedy Garage. Uh, Shannon, she was here. Uh, she was looking for redemption, much like Casey. Uh, I guess, you know, the last roast two years ago, things got things got a little out of hand. Some feelings got hurt, so... So Shanna was looking to uh, looking to revenge, I guess, looking to looking to have her revenge. So here's a clip of her uh, going after I think, Cornell here. 
I'm surprised Cornell was able to make it tonight. I, I thought he'd be somewhere celebrating Wigger History Month. <laughs> uh, Wigger. Oh, man. Cornell. That, does that hurt being called a Wigger? No, not at all. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. Yeah, why would you care? <laughs> yeah, I enjoy rapping. It is too. funny, though, just from listening to all these roast clips and cutting up the roast clips and writing for the roast, it's hard to get my brain out of roast mode. Like, I just feel like in my job, people... You're like, hey, do you mind uh, sending this file over? In my head, I'm just like, whatever you say, asshole. Like, oh, man, I should use that. <laughs> you should use that. <laughs> Next row, so Casey's here. Whatever you say, asshole. <laughs> well, now Casey uh, Casey was, in his mind, um, unfairly accused of messing up the last rows by going really long. And I guess he, he felt that, uh, you know... He had hurt Shannon's feelings, so after that roast went down and things went bad, Casey felt obliged, being the nice, gentle Midwestern soul that he is, to send her a MySpace message. And oh well, here we got a we got a phone call right here, Casey. <laughs> is this a uh, Casey Faye? Yeah, it's Casey. What's up? Hey, what's going on, man? You guys got to the roast yet? Yeah, yeah, we're playing clips right now. Actually, I was just teeing up uh, Shannon reading your apology letter now. For the people at home, could you get could you send it up a little bit? What were you thinking? You you had obviously kind of hurt Shannon's feelings, and she was yeah, kind of yeah, distraught. Totally. Um, I've been doing stand up for uh, at this time I don't know maybe uh, six or seven months. Uh, so this was about the second real show I'd ever been booked on. <laughs> uh, so I'd spent about uh, two and a half weeks writing uh, some of the meanest uh, roast jokes I could come up with. Um, and apparently not everyone took it as seriously <laughs> as I did, I suppose. So. Well, I, uh, yeah, well, I think it was also that, I don't know, I guess she was offended or whatever. She took it to heart. And uh, here's she walked, the, she walked in the perfect storm. But, yeah, uh, exactly. But, uh, yeah. but here's her reading the, I know Casey was gracious enough to write an apology letter, and Shannon seemed gracious enough to forgive him. So here's, here's Shannon reading Casey's apology letter. I wanted to completely apologize if you were blindsided to me. That's, I think that's really what hit the nail on the head, you trying to prove yourself in the comedy game. Yeah, now, it's hard to, uh, hard to hear over Sean's cackle on that recording. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, was re- I was really enjoying the roast. What can I say? Now, Casey, do you feel like... Yeah, I think I came out pretty good. You know, I seem like uh, you know, a sensitive man who, uh, who can uh, <laughs> make a girl cry with comedy and then uh, apologize. <laughs> now, Casey, do you... I, I don't want that. Part of the reason I felt like we had this roast and we roasted Casey, I feel like Casey, you wanted redemption. Do you feel like you feel like you were redeemed? Yeah, oh, for sure. I was like, okay, uh, if people were mad at me for uh, bringing it too hard last time, then here's open season on anyone who can come to me. And I feel like, uh, you know, some people stepped up, some people didn't. But uh, now who didn't step up, Casey? Anymore. Now who didn't step who up? You said some people who didn't, didn't step, step up. up. Oh, I, oh I, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you. 
for about three weeks before the roast, Logan kept telling me, like, oh, man, watch us. Oh, I started thinking, like, just a small, like, maybe 5% of my brain was like, maybe Logan is going to just tear me a new one. Like, maybe. And then uh, he set up his first joke to someone else, and I was like, nope, not for Well, it was funny, though. After the roast, I was telling him every day for, like, every other like, man, Logan. You really, I think you really hurt some feelings after that show, man. All right, well, let's hear, let's hear an example. I pulled a clip of uh, Logan's roast jokes. Sean. Your radio show sucks. I'm bored to tears and I'm watching it what? So that was that was Logan uh, giving it to us. Um, Casey, you did that? Uh, Logan, 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 Logan does know that he can uh, contribute on the show. Too, right. right. So, <laughs> and he, if he's not enjoying it, he can say something. He's gonna right. We are, you know, we are uh, open to, uh, you know, suggestions on the program. It's not. I'm not, you know, totally locking the mic down. Uh, you know, I'm be happy to hear uh, Logan's two cents uh, now and again. Uh, Logan's actually not here, but um, you know, he's gonna be getting here. Well, Casey, here, let's get a, uh, we got a couple other uh, clips I can play for you here. This is, uh, this is Nick Rutherford roasting you. Did you know when Casey lies down, that Lindsey Vaughn actually practices downhill skiing on his neck? (laughs) Now, Casey, I'm noticing a theme here, a lot of chin jokes. Did that, uh, did that get to you? Did you feel self-conscious at all? No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, to be honest, I think the cool thing about doing a roast is, uh, all the stuff that people don't rip on you about that I totally thought I <laughs> Right. So I'm, I'm, now what? The chin is something that I mean, I, yeah, I don't have a chin. I'm cool with that. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, you're very, I like that attitude. I don't have a chin. What am I going to do about it? Yeah. Now, what? what did, now I, was, I think we've all done this, the people in the roast. We thought like, oh, man, they're definitely going to go after this Achilles heel, but they didn't. What were some stuff that you were surprised that people didn't attack you for or go after you? Yeah, well, I guess. Well, I just, uh, especially since a lot of, like, my former roommates and stuff were roasting me, I figured it's just stuff they complain about the most. But then I started thinking that it's kind of hard to write, like, a great joke about that I sleep with my door open, you know? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I wrote a lot or, of jokes about you sleeping with your door open, but, yeah, they didn't really they didn't really play in the urethra. Yeah, or just that and the different stuff like that. But uh, And I'm also, of course, kicking myself for not uh, roasting people for things that I thought of after. You know? Now, what, but, are a co- uh, what are a couple examples that you wish you would have had um, used? That you didn't get to. Um, the fact that Sean Green wears a wrist guard when he types at a computer. Yeah, I was so one. pissed I didn't get to that either. <laughs> right. I was actually going to use that in my roast, calling you guys hack comedians, because I admit to using an orthotic uh, wrist guard when I type, and you guys you guys didn't even didn't even have the balls to go after it. <laughs> <laughs> calling you out after the fact. I like that. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, so, let's. Sorry. What did you say, Casey? Oh, no, that's fine. I was just... Uh, is that, the, is that the only clip that you pulled from uh, Nick Rutherford's marathon set? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Casey is, you know, Casey was, re- he was, one of the first things he asked me when I was pulling the audio was like, how long was Nick set? 15 minutes. I knew it. I knew he went really long. Everyone gave me shit for going long. Hey, at least I was, at least I was mixing it up. At least I caused some reaction. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess uh, he could say Nick ran the light. Now did, yeah. now do you, <laughs> did, that, did that fire you up, Casey? 
Uh, yeah, no, I, it was it was a great show. All in all, everyone I talked to, uh, the two comments were that they really had a great time, and uh, the word fag got used a lot. Those were the, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, Sean, did. you came out starting the show just screaming, all right, faggots, you ready to listen to some faggy comedy, you faggots? Well, I wanted to – I was trying to break the ice for you guys. And <laughs> break the ice? I know – I know. I, I, I've been using faggot in my normal life now this whole past week, and it's gotten me into trouble so far. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Some of the people that were there are uh, pretty politically correct, kind of, maybe have some sensitive, you know, PC needs. So I figured if I broke it down and, you know, kind of broke the ice early, put them into, like, a mean spirit, got everyone riled up, I was I was hoping to make it easier for some people. Speaking of gay, I, I made this gay joke about uh, one of Casey's friends. I'm not saying Sergio's. Oh, wait, sorry, we have to set this up that uh, uh, Kiafa, Cornell's girlfriend, um, joined the Peace Corps and uh, m- uh, moved to uh, Africa recently. So that, that plays into this like joke. This I'm not saying Sergio's gay, but his anus is so devastated and riddled with AIDS, Kiafa volunteered to move there. <laughs> So that's also an improv joke, the yes and that's a uh, it's a common common tool in the uh, improv world. Double burn, those are the best. Right. All right, boys, I'll leave you to it. Uh, thanks a lot for Casey. Uh, no, keep going. Casey, hang out for a while, man. <laughs> Casey's too cool. Really? He's... Okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I just I felt like Cornell might want to say something. Usually gets booked on this show and he just has to sit there. So yeah, I know. I just like being around my friends. All right. Well, uh, yeah. well, speaking of friends, Logan Lysico <laughs> yeah, making yeah. a L dog. Uh, he's here for the last ten minutes. All right. Well, since we're in the roast spirit. Um, this isn't a roast joke. This is just going to be a roast audio clip. I don't know if you guys know this, but Logan secretly auditioned for American Idol, and I was I was actually able to get a hold of the audition tape. So here you guys go. Enjoy. I liked it. It's a slow build, guys. It's a slow build. Hang in there. <laughs> Still at 90%. Above 90%. This was about the time Simon started giving me the evil eye. Shut up! Shut up! Wait, oh, we gotta keep playing this. Listen to Logan. I love how he goes so angry right back. Shut up! Shut up! Oh man, this is the greatest audio of all time. Shut up! Shut up! Wow, man, that makes me like Lincoln Park again. Thank you, Logan. I appreciate that. That's hard to do. They bring out the passion in me. That was actually uh, surreptitiously taped by Adam Jacobs. God bless the iPhone guys. He was Logan was uh, rocking out playing some rock band, and Adam was smart enough to uh, set up (laughs) his iPhone and record the audio. I appreciate that, Adam. I appreciate anything for the green room show. 
And Adam, as but also, I, I got a, I got a pretty strong feeling that Adam records all of his rock bands. <laughs> I, you guys, you guys hey. really have, really have to it's see. It's actually the, from a security camera. You got the tape. <laughs> you really have to see the video because uh, in it, uh, I don't know how Adam keeps a, Adam's drumming and somehow he's keeping a straight face while Logan's losing his goddamn mind. He's <laughs> focusing, well, dude. We made, we both. Hey, you know what? According to the game, I rocked it. Above above ninety five percent. Yeah, you're an A plus rock yeah, star. I'm an expert, by the way. Well, Adam, as a reward for you uh, being so gracious as to provide that audio, I will reward you by playing some of your roast clips. So right. here is right. here is you. Um, let's see. This is you roasting. Okay, this is uh oh, this is all right. This is you roasting Ron, who's bald. Hey, Ron, can you take your hat off and show Sean Green what your future looks like? <laughs> And what a waste it is. Look at that look at that delicious mop on top of his head uh, that's just it's going to nowhere. You know what I love? It seems like all the roast clips always either come back to Sean Green or the Green Room show. <laughs> that's every joke on this. Well, I mean, it is my show, so obviously I'm gonna pull stuff that's about me. Um, here we go. We got I knew Cornell was gonna bring that up too. Alright. <laughs> All right, here you go, Cornell. Here's a joke about you. Cornell wants to be black so bad he wants to have sickle cell. <laughs> there you go. Yes, sir. Well, shut my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> um. All right. Here's a here's a joke of me roasting Shannon. This Shannon Hatch was the one female nice enough to come out. Uh, to the roast, and uh, this was her reward. Uh, Shannon's pussy is so disgustingly nasty, Ron, even Adam Jacobs won't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now Casey, uh, Casey had his chance to, had his vengeance at the end. He had a chance to go after everyone, so let's, let's, uh, oh, speaking of Shannon Snatch, here you go. Here's a clip where Casey goes after that. Shannon's pussy is so beat up, Chris Brown can't come within 50 feet of it. <laughs> That's always another great, uh, you know, roast. Pop cultural references. Right. Tying it into the... Keeping it relevant. Casey Faye. Now, here's a... uh, Let's see. Now, we got... um, All right. Here we go. This is uh, Casey going after Paul. Paul is so gay, Van Sanders' wife wouldn't fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Paul is so gay, Guy Branham calls him a faggot. To clarify, uh, Van Sanders is happily married, and that's a complete joke, right? You know, he's not gay. Uh, my, What's up? I don't know who's going to love that more. I don't know who's going to love that more, the people I've mentioned or my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Why, is your sister... quite disappointed in me. Is she... Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're a hate-filled man, Casey. Yeah, what can you do? What can you do? Only when it comes to Paul Janky. Oh, wow. All right. So what, is there some, uh, is there some weird rivalry between you and Paul now? <laughs> no, man, I'm mixing <laughs> up on the phone line. What's up? He's right. Here. He's actually right here next to me. He's about to perform oh, uh, okay. at the show. All right. Is he? Uh, yeah. Put Paul on. All right. Let me see. Grim. Hey Paul, you want to come on the green room real quick? <laughs> while uh, Sorry, while... I, just, I just talked too loud and almost ruined my show. Here, here's Paul. What's going on, gang? All right, Paul. Uh, now Hello. that you're on, well, let's uh, let's play a couple 
couple clips of uh, Paul roasting Casey. Here you go. Casey Fly turned to shit after moving out of the house, but everyone knew he couldn't last long at the, at the comedy garage because, like Matt Sullivan before him, the power bottoms have a short shelf. <laughs> you know? Uh, Paul had a interesting device. He was he was doing it as if he was 20 years in the future. And uh, here's here's Paul going after KC once again. Uh, KC Fang was the only person who ever made Cornell look like less of a winger. So that's a great One of the one of the themes. So uh, Paul, you're hanging out at the Crash Bar show, about to do some stand up, correct? Yep, yep, that's correct. I'm out here, a bunch of bunch of kids making shit up on stage. It's pretty great. Good show. <laughs> Nice. Sounds like a fun time. Uh, so what was your take on the roast, real quick? Uh, it was great. I, I don't really remember the second half of it, as I was pretty drunk. But um, I'm pretty sure we got Casey pretty well. I feel good about it. Yeah, I feel like we got Casey pretty good. And here's another example of that. This is me going after Casey. Let me be the first to congratulate Casey for moving back to the 1130 spot. I'm sorry, I have you confused for another hacky comedian with an odd-shaped chin. <laughs> That's how you do it, throwing the current events as well. Um, we also played Shannon reading uh, Casey's apology letter. That was pretty good. Um yeah, it was a good time yeah, I feel all like around. Logan was particularly terrible at the roast, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, Logan, Logan, defend yourself. What do you have to say? Oh yeah, no, I wasn't. That was great. <laughs> so there. Well, put put that in your pipe and smoke it, Paul. All right, Paul, we got to wrap up, but uh, thanks for talking and good luck at the set, man. We'll have you on soon. All right, guys, have a good one. All right, buddy. take care, buddy. Okay, bye. All right, let's see. I got a couple more here. This is uh, me talking about Casey's jeans. Casey Bay moved over to Los Feliz, and now he's trying to become a hipster, but uh, call me crazy, when did uh, carpenter jeans come back into style? I'm <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing carpenter jeans, but he hasn't nailed anything in fucking years. <laughs> All right, and uh, let's see, we got another one. This is Nick Rutherford ripping on Adam Jacobs. This man fucking loves bad tattoos. <laughs> All right, and he's got a great system worked out because he will never run out of flesh to tattoo. <laughs> if he does, he just grabs himself a six foot party sub and he's ready to go. <laughs> All right, well that was a party sub. That was a blast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go uh, get a sub after this? Or what? Uh, <laughs> Roast? Hey, I could cook up some. <laughs> that reminds me, I'm hungry. Well, uh, thank you everyone for tuning into the show. We got a great show coming up next week, and uh, two weeks from now, I'll be uh, broadcasting live from South by Southwest. So make sure you tune into that show. Thank you everyone for uh, listening to the Green Room every Thursday, eight o'clock, LA Talk Radio. Right here. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out ShantiGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Logan out.